Welcome to It's a Good Life, the podcast for entrepreneurs, where it's all about growing yourself and your business. Here's your host, founder of America's largest business coaching company, Brian Buffini. Top of the morning to you and welcome to today's episode. You know, many small business owners are tired, burned out and a bit distracted. So when they hear about hard work, they think it's about putting in more effort and more time. Rarely is this the answer to what your problems are. Today, we're going to show you how to get more out of your time by sharpening your mindset, your motivation, and your methodologies. Now, the very definition of work, according to Mr. Webster, is the exertion of effort directed to produce or accomplish something. It's also the physical or mental effort to trade for money. It can also be, and this is a tricky one, personal and social identity. Now, one of my all-time favorite podcasts that I've recorded was in the very first season, what was called The Brian Buffini Show, episode 289. I did an episode called The Blessing of Work. And that's one of my favorite pieces I've ever recorded. So check that out if you get a chance. Today, we're going to cover three major points, as we often do. We're going to cover the mindset of work. We're going to cover the motivation of work. And we're going to cover the methodology of work. So let's dive in. First major point is the mindset of work, our philosophy, our thinking, our approach. One of my favorite proverbs, one very close to our producer Danny Iverson's heart, says, all hard work brings a profit, but mere talk leads only to poverty. All hard work brings a profit, mere talk leads only to poverty. The reason Danny likes that verse is because that was the theme verse for the high school football team Danny played on that I was one of the coaches of. And that concept, all hard work brings a profit, is a phrase that we brought to bear on every practice, on every discipline, on every exercise, and then in the game on every play. Rather than focus on the score and winning and losing and getting all caught up in the emotion of the game, it was all hard work brings a profit. Now, the second part of that verse is, but mere talk leads only to poverty. So, somewhat ironic for a guy who's on a podcast to be talking about talk and how there's too much talk today, and there's too much talking about talk today. Somebody did a survey recently of the five major news networks, and that 38% of all stories were stories related to something that someone had said on social media. So somebody sounds off on Twitter, therefore the story becomes about what somebody said or somebody's response to what was said on Twitter. That's now called the news. The fact of the matter is there's an awful lot of talking going on. And especially when I'm talking to younger people, I just tell them how easy it is to be successful today, comparatively. It still takes hard work. It still takes effort. It still takes innovation. It still takes sacrifice. All the things that we're going to talk about today. But the fact of the matter is most people are not working very hard. Now, many people are putting in large quantities of hours. In fact, with the phenomenon of work from home, people feel like they're working all the time. Why? Because their home life is now also their workplace. Their workplace is also their castle where they're supposed to rest and recover, be with loved ones. So there's this feeling that you're working all the time. There's also office hours, especially for small business owners. People can reach you at any time with a cell phone. You know, I travel a bit internationally. I know a lot of people internationally. Sometimes people forget where they're calling me from or where I am in the world. And so I can get calls at three in the morning till 12 at night sometimes depending on what part of the world I'm in or where someone's calling me from. So the fact of the matter is you can feel like you're working all the time. 
you can feel like certainly working from home. You're doing a bit here and you have the TV on and you have the podcast on and you, you might be doing that right now. You might be working, listening to me right now. And one of the dynamics I'm going to share with you is I don't believe we're working that hard anymore because I don't think we're that focused. I don't think we're getting much out of the hours. I think we're putting in way too many hours. So when I tell people to work harder, yeah, you've heard the cliche, work smarter, but I actually think it's about working more intentionally. And so I'm going to talk about that today. So the three aspects of the mindset of work is excitement, the grind of it, and the sacrifice of it. So the excitement of it, the grind of it, and then the sacrifice of it, okay? So the excitement, this is when you're starting out. I remember when I first started public speaking. First of all, I I wasn't sure I could do this, not at all. Uh, In fact, I was pretty sure I couldn't do it. Second of all, I didn't know that I could command an audience or hold their attention or make them laugh or teach them anything. And then there's the whole travel of it and there's the newness of it and different cities. It was just, just, it was all very exciting. And so this first stage of work, when you're starting out and you're getting things going, you have this excitement. Many people believe this about relationships. You know, there's the excitement of a brand new relationship, the excitement when you're dating. I have a couple of kids in relationships today and it's all this newness and all this excitement. And many people make the mistake that that's what love feels like. So years later, when they don't feel that same excitement, I got to go find somebody new. And again, try not to step on anybody's toes here, but this is what happens all the time. People do this in relationships, but they sure as heck do it with work. Oh, I don't feel the buzz anymore. I don't feel the excitement. I've fallen out of love with my work. Well, the true dynamic is you're not experiencing the same excitement. More on that later. You'll be shocked to find out where the excitement comes back from. Sam Walton, one of the greatest business people who ever lived, said, if you love your work, you'll be out there every day trying to do it the best that you possibly can. And pretty soon, everyone around will catch the passion from you like a fever. Ansel Adams, a brilliant photographer, said, I hope that my work will encourage self-expression in others and stimulate the search for beauty and creative excitement in the great world around us. He was trying to create excitement and beauty and also get people to pursue their passions. James Matthew is a Scottish novelist, and he said, nothing is really work unless you would rather be doing something else. And so I think a lot of people have lost the juice for their work. It's just that the excitement of our work eventually becomes a business. And no matter how money-motivated you might be or not be, just doing it as a business eventually loses its juice. And one of the reasons it loses its juice is the second part of the mindset of work, and it's called the grind, okay? And the grind is just not a sexy thing to sell anymore. Usain Bolt, the greatest sprinter of all time, said, easy is not an option, no days off, never quit, be fearless. Talent you have naturally, skill is only developed by hours and hours of work. Jackson Brown Jr. said, it doesn't take talent to hustle. So the grind is the hustle. The grind is the day-to-day. The grind is when champions are made. You know, and grind by its very nature is like a steel mill or the sharpening of a saw, right? You go to the mill and there's an axe. You put it on the millstone. It grinds and grinds and grinds. It sharpens. And it's that friction. And the grind is where it's at. I will also tell you from personal experience, the grind is where the aha moments come from that you get this fabulous excitement. So for example, in the spring of this year, I put in a tremendous amount of effort to lay out podcast content that would really be like a wow factor for our clients, like just topics and content that would be like, man, that was great. And I made a commitment to go to one episode instead of two. And I said, how can I do one great episode instead of two really good episodes? Like one that would be like, man, that could change somebody's business. That could change somebody's life. And as I 
went into the grind and did the work and got prepared and got ahead, guess what? I had some of my most innovative ideas that I've had in years happen during the grind. Now, I don't particularly look forward to it in every aspect of my life all the time, but in the grind is where you often find the innovation, the creativity, the space, because you get into that mode and your unconscious mind gets unleashed. And I can actually tell you that in the grind this year, the grind produced the excitement and it's got me like a man reborn, excited about the possibilities and some innovations that I'll be sharing with you guys in the future. And then lastly is the sacrifice. I have people come to me all the time. Like, I can't tell you how many hundreds of people come up to me. And I'm at a conference and there's three, five, ten thousand 10,000 people, whatever at it. And they love that. And they think it's all adulation and all this stuff. Oh, I want to be a speaker. And I'll go, man, if you knew what I had to do to do what I do today, you, you wouldn't want it at all. I had a tremendous passion for this. I just felt this sense of calling to impact and improve the lives of people. I had an ability to motivate people later on when I got my real strengths done. I Oh, sure enough, my profile screams, I'm a guy who wants to impact people. But the fact of the matter is, I spent a lot of nights away from my family. I spent a lot of nights on the road. I spent a lot of nights in crappy hotels. I spent a lot of nights where audiences didn't dig what I did. I had criticism and feedback and loneliness and all that type of stuff while I was on the road. And people say, oh, I just want to do what you do. No, no, you want what I do now or what you think it is now. But you have no clue of how many hours, hundreds of hours of prep I put in to a presentation. I probably put way too much prep into these podcasts. I mean, I've had other podcasts, people just get on and they talk about whatever's on or the topic or the news or whatever. That's not what's happening here. Now, happen just so you know, I've learned to love the grind. And the grind has also now become part of the excitement. And it ultimately leads to the third aspect of hard work is there's sacrifice involved. And the question you have to ask yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze? Is the juice worth the squeeze? If I want to take the trouble to squeeze this orange, is the juice that comes out of it worth the effort to pick it, wash it, cut it, and squeeze it? The juice has to be worth the squeeze. And the juice is all of the aspects of payment, the sense of purpose, the sense of value. Does it serve people? Does it help people? And do you make money doing it? Do you get compensated in all the ways of compensation? And if you're past the need for compensation, God bless you, does it give you that payoff? Now, most people, the juice is worth the squeeze starts with, is it just about the money? And I would just say for me, I wanted more than just the money. And I'm speaking to you out there today who want more than just the money. Yes, you want the money. Yes, you want the lifestyle, but you want it all. You want the sense of purpose. You want the sense of a job well done, appreciation for the work you've done impact, service, benefit, creativity, whatever it is, all these outlets. Pelly said, success is no accident. It is hard work. Perseverance, learning, studying, sacrifice, and most of all, love of what you are doing or learning. Napoleon Hill said, great achievement is usually born of great sacrifice and is never the result of selfishness. Michelangelo, one of my favorite quotes, if people knew how hard I worked to get my mastery, it wouldn't seem so wonderful at all. So there's the excitement is part of the mindset, right? Of having a business, doing your own thing, doing the work. There's the grind, and it is a grind. But if you learn to lean into the grind and love the grind because of what it does for you, where it goes, and then actually love the grind for the grind's sake, and then there's a sacrifice that comes with it, now you have the right mindset. You have the right mindset. The second thing we're going to talk about is the motivation of work. Okay, so there's the the mindset, which is, you know, obviously a big deal. And then secondly, we have 
the motivation. The motivation for me, and again, I'm talking to my own career here in the speaking side of things, the training side of things, was it answered the question that is always critical for me, like even with this podcast or anything I do in life. Win or lose, is this the hill I want to fight on? Win or lose. If I was to go out of business, would this be the hill I still want to fight on? Absolutely is the question. And you need to get to that absolutely place. Like this is the hill I want to fight on. This is the business I want to be in. This is the work I want to do. And um, this is the hill I want to fight on. And if it's the hill I die on, so be it. And if it's the hill I triumph on, even better. And so when you think about motivation, the first aspect of it is passion. In this context, it's going to be passion, purpose, and payoff. Passion, the Greek word paseo means to suffer. You go, man, where is this guy going with this stuff? But the fact of the matter is, if you don't love something, you're not willing to suffer anything for him. The Henry David Thoreau says, men live quiet lives of desperation. Like what a painful statement. What a painful statement to go through life, to live a quiet life of desperation. That you're just going through the motions. You come to hate what you do, but you have to do it. You got bills to pay. The worst bumper sticker in the history of mankind. I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. The worst. Here's the thing. Have the chops to pursue what you're passionate about. What are you willing to suffer for? What are you willing to put in late nights for? For me and my family, we had nights away from one another. Lots of them. I ended up buying a jet. Like I had my own Learjet for 17 years. I had three of them. Not to get on Lifestyles Rich and Famous. And for a company the size of Buffini Company, probably not a very smart business decision except I was willing to suffer, I was willing to travel, I was willing to be in two cities on the same day. But what I wasn't willing to do was have my family fall apart because of the work choice I'd make. So I would be in Houston in the morning, and I would do a seminar, and I would be home at five o'clock in the evening, have dinner with the family, and then coach one or two of the kids in a sport. Now, the suffer was I had to get back on the plane and go back to Houston that night, or the first thing the following morning at 6 a.m. And I did that for decades. The fact of the matter is, The work I was doing, the family I was building, the marriage I have, I was willing to take the hits for. It meant that much to me. Larry Bird said, a winner is someone who recognizes God-given talents, works his tail off to develop them into skills, and uses these skills to accomplish his goals. Nelson Mandela said, there is no passion to be found by playing small in settling for a life that is less than the one you are capable of living. That's passion. When it comes to purpose, now our purpose at Buffini Company is to impact and improve the lives of people. We've expanded it, impact and improve the lives and livelihoods of people. So we want to impact people's lives and we want to impact their livelihoods because they're all in business. And so that's what our coaching program is about. The fabulous thing about purpose and the purpose statement is it should always answer the question, how does it serve others? Passion is, is this the hill I'm willing to fight on? Purpose is how does it serve others? There is no purpose if it doesn't serve others, period. One of the best-selling books in American history is The Purpose-Driven Life. All I can remember about that book is the opening sentence, and that opening sentence was enough to make that book the bestseller it is. The opening line is, it's not about you, period. It's not about you. The Purpose-Driven Life, the opening answer, the opening sentence, it's not about you. Purpose is never about us. Purpose is how does it serve others? And that's a payoff and a payment you receive in your work life that's very, very profound. The Dalai Lama said our prime purpose in this life is to help others. 
And if you can't help them, at least don't hurt them. There's a good thought. Robert Burns said, the purpose of life is a life of purpose. And if I was Robert Byrne hooked up with Brian Buffini, it would be the purpose of life is a life of purpose. And that purpose is to serve others. How does it serve others? One of the greatest experiences I have is twice a week when I come into the office, I read my mail and the sorted through emails. And I say the sorted through emails, because I got a lot of emails. So I get a lot of mail and my staff work through them all and then pre-screen everything. Sometimes there's immediate responses required, but just the mail and the emails. And I read everything. I've read every single letter, certainly a personal note that's ever been written to me. And the people say, oh, you probably don't read this and so on and so forth. If, if you write me a personal note or a letter, I read it. That's a fact. And how what we do, how what Buffco does, how what the coaches do and the staff here, how the podcast, how the events impact people, that's the payoff for me. And so it's the fulfillment of that purpose. So it's a very powerful thing. And that is the third aspect. You have the passion, you have the purpose, and then you have the payoff itself. And the payoff can be both in economics. You know, I think your value is reflected in the marketplace. I think the good guys and good gals should win. I think it's great when people who do the right things for the right reasons make the right kind of money. And so there's a payoff in money, and there's also a payoff in more than money. So I want it all. I want the impact. I want the cash. I want the profits. I want the growth. I want the success. I want the service. I want the staff. I want, hey, best place to work in San Diego. It's important to me. It's important to me, not as a badge of honor for me, but that the people who work here feel like they're valued and honored and that they're respected. So. There's the passion, there's the purpose, and then there's the payoff. So that's ultimately the motivation. So we've covered mindset, we've covered motivation, and now we're going to cover methodology. So first and foremost, again, three thoughts here, focus, effort, and energy. I'm just going to say this dynamic right here in the methodology of work. If you can embrace the concept of focus, it can change everything for you. Instead of being a light bulb, that same light and energy becomes a laser. It can either light up a room or it can cut through steel. The thing that most people have confused, it's not how many hours you work, it's the quality and acuity of those hours. I'll say it again. It's not how many hours you work, it's the quality and acuity of those hours. Uh, By the way, that's a quote from my favorite author, his name is Brian Buffini. I mean, that is just a big deal to me. It's not about working 100 hours a week, and I've done that. I've done that. And I've made the mistake of thinking I just had to put more in. And if I worked harder to try it harder and I've done that, if it is to be, it's up to me. And I've made all those mistakes. And I hope you learn from my mistakes. What I learned was ultimately the biggest lesson you can find in business as in life, that it gets down to focus. And if you really focus the mind in shorter amounts of time, you can actually achieve remarkable things. And so Focus is a powerful word. I've told this story before, but it's worth repeating. Bill Gates' mom, who was a real mover and shaker, wanted Bill Gates to connect with Warren Buffett and why she saw her son become the richest man in the world, but he ran out of peers. And the more successful you become, the less people you'll have to talk to. Now, what will happen is the people you do find who are your peers, your conversation becomes richer and you're more connected. So Buffett and Gates thought they had nothing in common. Buffett's like, I'm really not into technology. And Gates is like, I'm not really into stock. Anyway, Mrs. Gates gets the two lads together. Mr. Gates is there. They cook breakfast for them. They're meeting up in Seattle. And he slides across a piece of paper to both of them, says, write here the one word you think that's made you most successful. Both men individually write down the word. 
flip over their page, slide it back to Mr. Gates. He reads it, and both were the same word, and it was focus. This is the number one and number two wealthiest guys in the world at the time. And so, focus. It is everything. How sharp is your focus? How clear is your thinking? Are you taking time to think? Some of you will be better off by going for a walk in the middle of the day so you can think. So you can think. If you could shut off the computer, if you can shut off the sports radio, if you could play soft, classical, Baroque-style music, which a man won the Nobel Prize, Mihai Csikszentmihalyi, Csikszentmihalyi, to write a book called Flow, to relax the right side, the entertainment, the ADD side of your brain, and that is fueled right now with social media. You take that side of your brain and you linear logical and you focus. When I have people come to our events, we do this exercise with them to write goals and they blow up their goals. They write extraordinary goals because they're focused. If you unleash focus, that's the ultimate methodology for work. Then comes the effort. And simply just rate yourself on a zero to 10. 10 is white hot raging effort. Where would you say you are on a scale of one to 10? And then here's the goal. If you're a five, get to a six. If you're a six, get to a seven. Forget about 10 for right now. Agmandino said, always do your best. What you plant now, you'll harvest later. Henry Ford said, believe in your best. Think your best. Study your best. Have a goal for your best. Never be satisfied with less than your best. Try your best. And in the long run, things will work out the best for you. So just do this. On a scale of 1 to 10, how much effort are you expending as far as your best is 10? Zero is not at all. What's your number? And can you raise that number? And then lastly, your energy. This is your physical energy, your emotional energy to bring to the table. Molly Fletcher, we did an interview with her in season one. It's 224. She's kind of the female Jerry Maguire. She was the first female sports agent. Great gal and brilliant businesswoman. She says, we can't lead, we can't serve, we can't solve problems if we don't have enough energy. So make sure you're taking care of yourself. Make sure you're fueling yourself the right way with what you put in your body and make sure you're fueling yourself with the exercise and make sure you're fueling yourself with time to think and process. John Gordon, my great friend who wrote The Energy Bus, said what we put our energy and attention on starts to show up more in our life. So we have the methodology of work, which is focus, effort, and energy. And that's what we cover today. We covered the mindset of work. We covered the motivation of work. We covered the methodology of work. If you want to do better work, maybe you need to get one of our business consultations with one of our great staff where they'll show you how to be more focused and be a little more organized and not have to put in all these hours. You know, we are always constantly asking how much money did our clients make and how much time did they take off? And so maybe you want to go on It's a Good Life and schedule a free business consultation for yourself And one of our staff can walk through this with you and figure out that you can maybe work better, work smarter, work more effectively. I truly believe it's never been easier to be successful. And working hard by having the right mindset, the right motivation, the right methodology, that's your keys to success. Hope you've enjoyed this today. I hope it's been a blessing for you. It's an honor to do this. We thank you for being our audience. If you love this show, tell your friends about it. Mr. Lally, he's going to share with you some more ways to follow up on all these resources we have for you today. I hope you enjoyed today's show. We'll see you next time. Thanks, Brian. Fantastic content. This podcast has always been about how to implement the right mindset, motivation, and methodology. And today's message, of course, always on point. Appreciate it and appreciate you listeners. There's a huge team here at Buffini and Company behind the scenes. We have hundreds of people working to help you. So if you'd like a free business consultation, head over to itsagoodlife.com and schedule one today. We also have a special gift for you, the Entrepreneur's Handbook. 
which covers the three things every successful business needs and how you can work smarter, not harder. You'll find it at itsagoodlife.com. Go get your copy today and we'll see you next time. May the road rise up to meet you and may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.